Amen. There is a word today. If everybody get their Bibles, uh, their phones, tablets, whatever device uh, that you have available um, to read to Genesis, the 12th chapter. Genesis chapter 12. We're going to start from verses 1 and we're going to end at verse 3. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, reading from the New Living Translation. If you don't have a uh, the reading material in front of you, we have it available for you on the screen behind me. And it reads, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 says this. The Lord had said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Verse 2 says, I will make you into a great nation. I will make you, I, I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. Verse 3, where our subject is going to be lifted from on this Sunday. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who who treat you with contempt. This is where the subject is coming from today. This last clause, he says, all the families, church, say with me, say all. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. For the next fle uh, fleeting moments, the next few moments, I just want to come from the subject from that latter clause where it says all the families on earth will be blessed through, through you. Look at your neighbor and just say these, these four words says the blessings of Abraham. How many people know that they are about to receive their blessings or are receiving the blessings of Abraham? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord today as we celebrate Father's Day, I would like to say once again, because I don't think is can never say it enough, happy Father's Day to all the great and wonderful fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there in the virtual world. Happy Father's Day to everybody watching us online via Facebook. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day again to everybody that is here. Here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, we are and continue to be very fortunate to have many wonderful role models of great fathers. Yes, Pastor Deacon Jackson was my first Boy Scout, uh, I guess, coach or uh, uh, mentor. And he also was my first hog ride for everybody down there in Hopkins country. John, we know all about that. Deacon Jackson and his wife, took me in, as many of you, uh, Mother Simmons, and, and they took me in and, and they showered on me. So thank you, Deacon Jackson, and congratulations again on the award, well-deserved. So we have a lot of great role models here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. I mentioned this at eight o'clock. I, I think sometimes our generation may take things for granted, but we are very fortunate to have a generation that did it the right way, amen? Sometimes people can't get right because they didn't see right. Oh, you catch that in the parking lot. 
But we have a generation that did it the right way. Bishop did it the right way. Pastor Jackson is doing it the right way. And hopefully my generation and my son's generation is going to carry that on and do it the right way. What makes a great father in the rhetorical sense? There are many characteristics that can describe a great father. But for the purpose of today's message, I would like to highlight only a few. A great father, the first characteristic I would like to talk about. A great father is a man who is willing to submit to God over his own ambition. Who am I talking to? I say a great father is a man who is willing to submit to God, not to submit to man, not to submit to our organization, not to submit to a government uh, uh, authoritarian uh, position, but willing to submit to God over his own ambition. See, the book of Deuteronomy says it like this, Pastor Jackson, William A. Jackson, he, said, he says this, uh, you have Moses talking to the children of Israel. They were just liberated from Egypt and now they're on their way to their promised land in what we call their wilderness experience. In Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, the fifth verse says it like this, and you must love the Lord your God with all, they go to all again, all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Church, I'm here to tell you, if you're not giving God your all, then you're not giving him enough. God says, you can't love me halfway. You can't be a great father and giving God half of what you should give him. Sometimes, men, we have to put our own ambition on the back burner for what God would have us to do. We got to learn to stop chasing blessings and chase the blesser. Who am I preaching to? When you learn to chase the blesser and stop chasing the blessings, then God will do what he said he would do. I, 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 I come from under my mom as well. She always tells me, she says, son, seek ye the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness above all things that go down all again. And then God will give you everything you need. See, there's some men in here that think they need to chase a job to get money. There's some men in here that think they need to chase a skirt to find a wife. No, God says, chase me and I will give you not only a wife, but I give you a good wife. And I will give you favor because the Bible says a man that findeth a wife find favor in the Lord. You don't need to chase no blessing. All you need to do is chase Jesus and watch the blessings flow. Amen. A great father, second characteristic, is a man that is willing to exercise his faith in the face of uncertainty. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody right now. 2020, some of us had to exercise our faith in the middle of uncertainty. I don't know about you, but we didn't know where the world was going to be in 2021. If we could just keep have a keep it real moment. Amen. Some of us was at the house thinking the rapture might be on its way. Some of us thinking like this thing might not never let up. Some of us thinking like, man, people left and right of us are dying and passing away. We didn't know if we will be next. But I'm here to tell you all you got to do is this. Put, 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 dude, let's do a test. Just, just blowing, blowing your hand. 
You woke up this morning. You here this morning. That means you can give God a praise. You got breath. It says, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Some people ain't got breath to praise ye the Lord. Some people going out the glory. Some people, whatever. But we are here because we exercise our faith in the, in the face of uncertainty. A great biblical example of somebody who did that is by Joseph. Yes, Joseph is very special to me because my middle name is that, both Old Testament and New Testament. But we're going to talk about the New Testament Joseph because he don't get a lot of love. So we're going to show Joseph some love on this, on this day. We know about Mary. Mary was called to be the bringer of the Savior. She was a virgin and she brought Jesus into this world. But what about Joseph? Joseph was engaged to this virgin and all of a sudden this virgin ended up pregnant. Joseph had to deal with the uncertainty of accepting this pregnant woman in that culture that was frowned upon as his wife. At the time they was engaged, they wasn't married. And deal not only with that pressure, but deal with his nosy community. Oh, hallelujah. We know sometimes dealing with pressure it's not as bad as dealing with the people who are going to talk bad about you. Oh, Joseph, how did she get pregnant? You didn't lay with her yet. How did she end up pregnant? Mm, so now you about to be a baby daddy instead of a husband with a child. We know how, we know, is that your baby? No, we don't believe, they didn't necessarily believe that she was filled with the Holy Spirit. The angel didn't come to them, it came to her. I'm, I'm helping somebody right now. So Joseph, let's, let's talk about Joseph. Joseph was dealing with all these different thoughts in his head and he was having doubts because Joseph is human, okay? Joseph is human, as great as he was, he was human. So Joseph was thinking about just calling everything off. But then Joseph went to sleep and the angel of the Lord, uh, angel of the Lord came to him in verses, uh, Matthew the chapter one, verse 24. And it said the angel Lord came to him and says when Joe and told him to take Mary and his wife, it says when Joseph woke up, we need some guys in here to wake up and take care of your smart responsibility. We need some men to step up and wake up and do what the Lord have called you to do. The Bible says and when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, as his wife. I don't know about you, but we need somebody to wake up in the building this morning. Come on, wake up. Give God a praise as you wake up to your next blessing. If you don't wake up now, you better wake up soon because you might sleep on that next blessing that God has for you. God says, wake up and do what I have commanded you to do because I have some blessings waiting on you on the other side. So Joseph did what the Lord commanded him to do. Amen. The last characteristic we want to talk about of a great father, and don't miss this, a great father is a man who loves his wife. Oh, oh I was y'all quiet on that. Let me say that again. A great father yes, it, I know you can have kids without being married, but I'm telling you biblically, all right, I don't we're not talking about the world. We ain't talking about secular. We're talking about in the church, right? A great father is a man who loves his wife and also loves his kids. 
and is willing to take care of everyone who is connected to him. If you are a great father, first, biblically, what I was taught, my mama made sure she let me know this all the time when I be talking about other stuff. Wife comes first. That's, that's, that's the word. Then kids. You love them unconditionally, but you, you, it's order. A great father loves his wife, loves his kids, and is willing to take care of those who connected to him. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter, the 28th verse, the Apostle Paul tells the church of Ephesus this. He says, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody like that. You can't mentally abuse, physically abuse, emotionally abuse your wife if you love your own body. The Bible says that you can't do that. Because if you love your wife, you want to treat her as you would want to be treated. It says for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. If you treat your wife a certain way, I question, do you love yourself? The problem ain't her, the problem is you. Oh, I know I didn't get a lot of amens from the women. The fellas quiet on me today. But y'all need to be saying amen, brother. Because if you love your wife, you're not going to treat her bad. If you love your wife, you're going to do everything you can to please her. Now, Apostle Paul says it like this, though. This is directly talking about being the father. But he says, but if anyone... In 1 Timothy, the 5th chapter, the 8th verse, says, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and don't miss this, especially for those of his household, he, is, he has denied the faith and is worse than the unbeliever. Fellas, if your children wearing Walmart shoes and you wearing Michael Jordan shoes, you have denied your faith. The Bible says, not Antoine says, the Bible says that you are worse than an unbeliever. You can talk about the drug dealers. You can hold your nose up to the crackheads. You can talk about the alcoholics. But if you sitting on church with your $100, $300 suit and your child out there and you ain't spoke to them in three or four months, you are worse than an unbeliever. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says a man who do not take care of his provide, look at that, that word provide for his own household. Okay, those of his house, not somebody who did stand tonight, but somebody who lived. Oh, hallelujah. That's another subject for another day. You stay, that person leaving the next day and you giving that person more attention than you give the person that's living in your household or supposed to be in your household, but they off somewhere else. The Bible says that you have denied the faith and you are worse than an unbeliever. Now, women, before you text your, uh, whoever this, don't text them this text and say, well, this is what the preacher said. Wait till tomorrow. It is Father's Day. Okay. And fellas, you got a day ahead of them to study this text. First Timothy chapter five, verse eight. Go read the whole thing. I studied it. I'm sorry, and you convicted, and you can make it right. But wait till, wait, wait till after Father's Day. This is day day. Amen? Amen. 
Now in our text, in our text, we have Abraham. Abraham is considered by many scholars to be the most significant religious figure of all time. He was considered the father of three of the world's major religions, Judaism, Islam, and our faith, Christianity. Abraham was the father of faith, as many call him. When God first introduced, when God was first introduced as the God of mankind, he was referred to as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham was chosen by God for a special blessing. He was chosen by God for a special blessing. Now, in order for Abraham to receive that special blessing, he had to be obedient to God's instructions. If we want to get the blessings of Abraham, if we want the blessings to flow, it's simple. Not perfect, but obedient. God doesn't require you to be perfect. The song says he's a perfect God. What he needs you to be perfect when he's perfect. If you was perfect, then you would be God. He wants you to be flawed, but he wants you to be obedient. David was flawed, but he was obedient. Moses was flawed, but he was obedient. Okay? People all throughout the Bible were imperfect, but they were obedient. Too many times we miss out on our special blessing because we are not willing to submit to God's instruction for our lives. Fathers, we definitely, as the head of the household, have to be that example, to be that lead, and be willing to submit. I can't expect Andrew uh, Joseph Jackson, my son, to do certain things when he don't see me do it. If he, I can't say, son, do this, do that, do that, just like my father couldn't do certain things and expect me to do it, but I, the reason why he can get on me, because he did it. He was willing to submit. He was willing to obey God above all things. And so therefore, it, it, made it, it made it powerful when he spoke to me and my brother. It made us listen and get right and, and tighten up when we needed to tighten up. Amen? Amen. Three key takeaways from today's text that I want to uh, talk about. And then we're going to let you go and celebrate with your family on this Father's Day. In verse 1 of our text... Abraham was given some particular precise instructions. Everybody go with your text, go with me to the text we were having on the board for you. In verse one, let's look at verse one and look what the Lord says to Abraham. In verse one, God says, Abraham, I need you to leave your native country, leave your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. That's... <laughs> That's not easy. If you read chapter 11, you will understand Abraham's family wasn't even a believer in this God. They believed in pagan gods. They had all type of pagan gods they was worshiping. They came from a whole distant land. And actually, Abraham's fathers, he started the journey, but he didn't finish the journey. He stopped halfway. And Abraham could have did what his father did because, again, some things are learned behavior. But how many people know that God can break all those chains of learned behavior? I don't want to hear about, oh, my daddy was an alcoholic, so I got to be an alcoholic. Oh, my daddy was a beater, so I got to be a beater. No, if you follow your heavenly father, 
he will break all those chains. So Abraham did what he had to do, point number one, and we took this from verse one. Abraham was a man of faith. Abraham was a man of faith. Mm, let me say it again. Abraham was a man of faith. He trusted God totally. He didn't trust God halfway. He trusted God totally. He walked away from what was familiar and he did what God had called him to do. He left his home. He left his family. He even left his pagan religion to follow what was promised to him. Faith is the substance of things hopeful, Elder Freeze, and the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes you got to put your hands over your eyes and you just got to take that step. You don't know which way you're going. You don't know how it's going to work out. You can't see that next job. You can't see that next husband. You can't see that next wife. You can't see that next blessing. But God, I trust you. I'm going to follow your voice because faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if God said, Twan, leave the drugs alone. Twan, leave the women alone. Twan, leave the streets alone. But God, I got all this money. I got all this clout. I got all this. Uh, I'm going to give you something better. Because faith comes by hearing the word of God. And faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. In verse 2, we see, if you read, uh, go with me, verse 2, we see the reward God is willing to bless Abraham, his family, and future generations with. Verse 2 breaks it down like this. Verse 2, God tells him, he, said, he tells Abraham, look, this is how I'm going to give it to you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. Remember I said earlier, the three major religions in the world, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity all come from who? Abraham. God told him this before he even, before it even manifested. That means God was true to his promise. Oh, hallelujah. Let me say that again. God was true to his promise. He said, I will make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. How many people are blessed by our faith? How many people are blessed? You know how we bless by faith? Because God sent his only begotten son. And because we believe in him, we shall not perish, but we should have eternal life. Point number two. And I, 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 this is a good point right here. I want you to catch this. Not only is God replacing what you have lost, he is also upgrading. Now, oh, who am I preaching to him? I said, not only has God took away some things that you lost in 2020, but God says, I'm about to replace it with an upgrade. God says, you about to go from an iPhone 7 to an iPhone 12. <laughs> upgrade it. You got the edge plan. You can upgrade with me. You don't need Verizon Wireless. You don't need uh, uh, Sprint and all these other companies. God said, I am the upgrader. I will give you more than you bargained for. I will do the exceedingly, the abundantly, more than you can ask or think. Oh, I don't think y'all, AJ, come here. Come, come, come up here, AJ. Because I don't think y'all hear him when I say, I just pick on him because it's my little brother right here. You know, he, I love him. Get this mic. Can I turn on this mic? God, God put this in my spirit, a little illustration. AJ, what you got in your pocket, son? All I got is 20. That's all I got. That's it? This is it. 
That's your last? That's all I got. Do you trust me? We, we, this, I'm, I'm your big brother. You? Do you trust me? I'll give it to you. You sure? You trust me? I'll give it to you. He trusts me. See, what you need to know is it's a relationship thing. <laughs> so you trust me, right? Yeah, I trust you. See your hand up? Bro. See, wait, 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 wait. I can take that back. Let me get it back. No, no, no. Cause see, he gonna put this back together. So what you gotta? This what God gonna do. This was 2020. God said, I ain't gonna let you put it back together. You trust me, right? It's over with now. It's gone. All right. It's gone. All right. That's all I had for you. But he trusted me. But he trusted. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know I ain't gonna. I'm God. I ain't going to let this boy go with it. God said, not only will he replace what you lost, y'all get a zoom in. He going to upgrade it. The boy in college, he needed that 20. God said, not only are he going to replace what you lost, he was like, hold up, boy, I'm in college. You just broke a whole 20, but that's a meal for almost two or three days. Not only will he replace what you lost, but God says, I'm about to upgrade somebody in here. He gave him what? Not only gave him back the 20, he gave him 80 more. Somebody about to get 80 more in 2020. Woo! Who am I preaching to in here? You about to get 80 more. Not 40, not 60. God said you're about to get 80 more. Woo! Oh, I don't got a church in here that believes that God is about to give you 80 more than you lost. 80 more than you lost. If you believe God is going to give you more, if you believe God is going to give you more, you need to get up out your seat and give God your best praise. Because God said, not only will I give you what you lost, but I'm about to upgrade it. He don't need this 20. Kick that 20 to the, get out of here 20. I don't need that 20. I got a whole 100 for keeping it 100. He kept it 100. And so God gave him a oh. Woo! I don't know about y'all, but I said in the household 2020, before this year's over, I'm gonna spend an upgrade. I didn't sit in the house and be obedient for nothing. And God says, if he said it, and did he meant it, he said, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it big. God don't know how to do small. Mm. Woo. Somebody's about to get an upgrade. I don't know who I'm. Woo. Zion, I don't know who I'm preaching to in here, but I think somebody's about to. Somebody gonna get an upgrade. Somebody about to get blessed that they never seen a blessed. And guess what? His was money. Yours might be peace. Woo. Yours might be your marriage straightened out. Yours might be your kids about to get saved. We get excited about money, but money ain't everything. I'd rather have peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm. Woo. Upgrade me. Look at the neighbor say, upgrade me. Say, upgrade me. I'm ready for my upgrade. Mm -mm -mm. Make sure when God upgrades you,
take that selfie and just say upgrade. Woo. Last point as you continue to stand on your feet. Last point. <laughs> Learn from the best. <laughs> I was watching him for a whole year. <laughs> Took his moves while he went watch. Verse 3 goes on to say this. God tells this. Pastor, I like what God says this. Not only did God reassure <laughs> Abraham on his blessing, but he doubled down on it. In verse 3, he says this. He said, I will bless those who bless you. Mm-mm-mm. You're missing your blessing if you don't bless others. It don't pay being stingy. And I'm not, again, we always talk about money. I ain't talking about money. You got time. You got revelation. You got mentoring. You got all these different things. These kids coming out of pandemic, they going to need you even more than before. Because they dealing with all type of anxiety issues, getting back into the you know, environment of being around people. You can invest in people. God said, I will bless those who bless you. And look what he said. I will curse those who treat you with contempt. Mm-mm-mm. Don't fight your haters. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. What you fighting somebody for? I had to learn to let go some people I was fighting. God said, stop worrying about them. I will fight your battle for you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt. And then the subject comes from, he says, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. Our last point of the day, as you stand to your feet, point number three. Church, don't miss this. God says your next chapter will be amazing. God is changing your storyline. God is changing you from a woman, from an issue of blood, to a daughter from a king. God says, I am changing your storyline. I am changing you from a leopard to clean. God says, David, I am changing you from a shepherd boy to a king. God says, Esther, I am changing you from the Hebrew girl that was timid and shy to be the next queen of Persia that that her uncle said, how do you know you was not chosen for such a time as this? God is changing somebody's storyline in here. Baby, don't cry no more. I don't care if he left you crying on your pillow, sad, feeling depressed. Guess what? God just changed your whole storyline. God is bringing Boaz and leaving Bubba all alone. God says, I'm changing your storyline. And not only is he changing it, he's changing it to this. He's changing it to happy. Put it up there for me on the board media. God is changing your storyline for what? He is changing it to happy, to healed, and to favor. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God said, get up off that mat and now walk. 
it's time to stop being feeling sorry for yourself because God about to make you happy. Somebody's going to be happy in 2021. Somebody's going to be healed in 2021. Somebody's going to have some favor. When you walk up in the bank, they're going to be like, oh, we was waiting on you. Woo. You think it was because of your skills and your intellect and your connections. Mm -mm. Had nothing to do. It was because of your faith that God is about to change your storyline. I don't know who I'm talking to in here, but I say God is about to change your storyline. Look at your neighbor and say, honey, God is about to change my storyline. That means you're about to be happy. Woo. That means you're about to be healed. That means you're about to attain some favor. How many people want some favor in their life? How many people want some real favor in their life? How many people want some healing in their life? How many people just want to be happy? I told my wife, I say, if I didn't gain nothing from us being in this house, God has made me more happy to be with y'all than I ever been before. I thought it was going to be like, oh my God, I'm going to deal with two small kids in the house. But when I get home, I'd be happy to see them because God changed my whole attitude of what it means to be a father. It is not a burden. It's a blessing. Woo. God is changing somebody's storyline. God is changing your storyline. God said you're about to go from being depressed to happy. God said you're about to go from being sick to heal. God says you're about to go from stop saying that you got bad luck to you about to obtain some favor. <laughs> luck had nothing to do with what God is going to do in your life in this next chapter. You about to turn the book on certain things that 2020 handed you and you about to go into 2021, 2022 with a new aura about yourself, a new swagger about yourself. When you walk into your job, they gonna say, why are you so happy? All you gotta tell them is the blessings of Abraham. I have favor. I already get my healing. You might not even, your body might be hurting. You might still got that bad doctor's report. But guess what? You're going to speak it into existence. You're going to say, I am healed by his stripes. You already healed. As the praise team, as the choir come, as Bree come, and we sing this altar call song, the blessings of Abraham the blessings of Abraham I need you just to consecrate yourself in this moment this is the most sacred part of our service this is the time where it's not about who is watching you who is next to you this is the time that you just let go of everything and you just focus on God Abraham didn't worry about what his family thought about him making that move. Abraham didn't worry, Abraham didn't worry about what whatever community he was in, what they was going to think about him. Abraham just trusted in God. This moment right now as we prepare for altar call, you can come to the altar if you want to. If you feel safe enough to come, just keep your mask on. We ask that you keep your mask on. This is a moment. 
especially to my men. This is what we call a reflection point. The altar is a reflection point. This is when you don't worry about the baggage because God wants the baggage. Because if he didn't have the baggage, if he didn't have the baggage, then what would be there for him to do? He wants to take that story of your life that was not what you wanted to be or what you thought it should be. And he wants to flip the page. Tell your haters, you stopped at the wrong chapter. <laughs> it was just about to get good. You thought it was over at this chapter, but it's not over. God says, I'm changing your storyline. That was chap that was the introduction. Now God is about to get into the meat of the story. And we know how the ending is gonna be if you remain faithful. The ending is promised. Just like look what he told Abraham. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. I'm here to tell you if you remain and keep the faith, if you keep God at the center of your life, that same promise God gave to Abraham is the same promise he would give to you. You don't have to stress over your children because they're going to be all right. You don't have to stress over when you're going to get the next job because it, it will come. You don't have to worry about the next income that you're trying to get because it will come. You don't have to worry about your health. It will happen if you just totally trust God. The song is called The Blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Come on, Bree, sing that song. Yes, Jesus. Consecrate yourself on this moment. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Lord bless you. It's a moment of consecration. Keep you. Yes, Jesus. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yes, Jesus.
upon you mm. for a thousand yes. generations. Your generations, your family, your, family, your children, and your children, and their children. Yes, Jesus, sing your breathe. Yes. Generations, your family, your children, and their children, and their children. generations and your family and your children and their children and their children <laughs> all because of your sacrifice and your moment of reflection today it can start today those who already started it can continue to reunite and, and you can get re-energized and understand that if you was doing it the right way, continue to do it the right way because the promise is already laid before you. God says, I will bless you and your children and your children's children and your children's children. Grandma, they looking at a product of you. It's because of this lady and her husband, Bishop Jackson, that me and my cousins and Sid and Roy and DJ and Couture, we are a product of them because they put seeds in my father and my auntie Thea and, and my auntie Drina and my uncle Mac and my uncle Rod. You know why my grandfather, when he transitioned, he wasn't worried about what his grandchildren was gonna be? Because he knew what he did. There's no need to worry about what the future going to be when you know what you're doing right now in the presence. He know that he did everything he could do as a man of God by showing us what a good father. He used to sit in the, in the, in the hair salon with my grandma and wait till she get her hair done. That's a good man. We know that's a good man. He was a great father. He was a great grandfather. He would have been a great, great grandfather and his wife is here and she's a great grandmother a great grandmother a great mother because they did something that many people in their community laughed at them frowned on them 
Y'all gonna start that little church, that little Stofan church over there in Bluff Road? This with the 12 of y'all? No, y'all wasting y'all time. AC, what are you doing? You wasting your time. But he got a word from the Lord. And God says, if you trust me with a few things, Grandma always tell me, he says, son, if you trust God with a few things, he will make you ruler over many. Grandma, just take a look around and look at all the many that he made you rule over. He, look at this, look around. Look at the campus from a storefront church with 12 members. Now we are international. People text pastor all the time. Hey, pastor, I'm watching from California. Hey, I'm watching from Afghanistan. Hey, I'm watching from this place. God went from being local to worldwide. Woo. And guess what? If he did it for them, he going to do it for you. I speak prophetically. Somebody business in here is about to go worldwide. Somebody in here about to get a job that's going to take them worldwide. Somebody is about to elevate and be higher than you ever, ever thought that you would be. All because you trust God with everything you have. As AJ in the illustration showed, he trusted me. And before we say this prayer, I said it in that little illustration. And pastor says this all the time. What is the key to trust? It's relationships. You have to have a relationship with God if you want his blessings. Don't expect God to do something for you when you're not willing to do something for him. The reason why AJ trusted me because we have a relationship. The reason why God, you gonna trust God, is because you have a relationship with him. And all you have to do is confess with your mouth, believe with your heart. When we have, we have ministers in the back, after we say this prayer, we have deacons in the back. If anybody is not saved, especially if you're a father and you're not saved, the greatest example you can show to your kids is accepting salvation. The greatest example that I've seen in my household, regardless of what I did, because the Bible says train the child in the way they're supposed to go and they will never depart from thee, is I've seen a godly father. i never seen my father put a hand on my mother. i never seen my father emotionally abuse my mother ever. And that is, what, that is why I treat my wife like, like he said, I, that's why it was nothing, well it was something, but it was, it clicked in me when God said, go be with your wife. Because it was in me, those seeds were planted in me. So right now is the perfect time on this Father's Day. Not, it, not just a man, of any woman, give your life to Jesus. He has a blessing waiting for you. Close your eyes, everybody close your eyes. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the blessings of Abraham. Thank you, God, for being that good father. Thank you, God, for being that provider. Thank you, God, for being that refuge that we seek when we are in trouble. Thank you for being a doctor in the sick room. Thank you for being a lawyer in the courtroom. Thank you for being everything we need you to be 
in this moment. Dear God, we give it all to you. We give you our faults. We give you our sickness. We give you our emotional and mental disparities that we are going through. And we say, here, God, we trust you. We trust you. We would do as you told Abraham to do. We will leave things that are comfortable to us and we will go where you ask us to go. Wherever it is you tell us to go, we will follow you by faith. Dear God, we ask that you bless all the fathers that is under the sound of my voice. Continue to strengthen them. Continue to give them the strength to be a good father that we know that they are. Bless the mothers as well as they continue to seek your face, continue to do what God has called them to do. Bless everybody that is here on this Sunday afternoon. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. I need everybody to shout and say, in Jesus' name, it is done. Amen, amen, amen. You may return to your seat, but if you would like to accept salvation, if you would like special prayer, we have people that's in the back. Please go see somebody in the back because this is what we do this for. God bless you. I'm turning over to Pastor Mac. Oh, come on. Give God a praise for the word of God, the blessings of Abraham. Oh, come on. What an awesome word from God. Not only will you be blessed, your family and their family will be blessed. Amen. Right before our closing prayer benediction, we want to remind you about our vision offering. As Pastor Antoine said, not only will you be blessed, but your families and their families and their families were going to be blessed. We ask that you give in the vision. We said earlier this morning, the scripture says, without the vision, the people perish. We have so many testimonies of individuals that have planted seeds in this vision offering for their families. In fact, you've heard Pastor Jackson say, my next door neighbor planted several hundred dollars already and said, Pastor Mac, I have three daughters and I'm planting on their behalf. And you know what? God blessed him. Two of his daughters graduated from college two weeks ago and one got a scholarship to Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. I just lift my hands and say, God, you said you would do it, and you're not a man that would lie, nor the son of man where you have to repent. So if you would give that $7 in our vision offering, whatever God lays on your heart to give, we ask that you give in that offering. Let's thank God for Pastor Antoine one more time. What an awesome, awesome word from God. I want to remind you that our next Sunday is Men's Day. Our men's ministry president, Elder Jeff, is going to be our speaker. And he has informed me, men, that the uniform for Sunday, Deacon Simmons, is white polo shirts and blue jeans. Amen. White polo shirts and blue jeans. Now, me and Deacon Simmons come from the same school. Mother King, Deacon English taught us when you come to church, you have to have a coat on. So y'all excuse us if we have our coats on with our white polo shirts 
and our blue jeans, but that is the uniform on next Sunday. Our men's praise team will sing along with our men choir, and we're looking forward, amen, to hearing a word from God. As you stand for the benediction after the benediction, if you would be led by the ushers on how you should exit the building, we will appreciate that as we stand for the benediction. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you. God, we thank you for Pastor Antoine. We thank you for the awesome word that we heard on today, the blessings of Abraham, God. We thank you that you said all nations are blessed through Abraham. And God, because of his faithfulness, we are here today, God. Because of the faithfulness, God, of those that laid stones before us, we thank you for them. We're able to worship you. Now, God, dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name, we pray. And all of God's children said amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you were moved by the message in any way, please share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org. <laughs>